What's up, my little true crime addicts? It's Grace. And Megan. And welcome back to That's So Criminal. back and better than ever i say that always. like every time though because i mean like yeah we're always back i don't know about, always gotta be I don't know about better than, than ever. ever though honestly <laughs> we're here we're alive we're doing it guys <laughs> yeah as grace said to me earlier she asked me she was like hey when did you get back from the trip and i was like um i don't know and she was like well you're back and i was like yeah that's it i'm back <laughs> that's the important thing <laughs> oh my god there's somebody's mowing grass outside they're just passing by but gosh, it's loud. Oh, I didn't even hear it. Good. Take your mower elsewhere, elsewhere, sir. <laughs> also, guys, I just have to tell you, my husband pointed out, I am not oh, negative. I am not oh, negative. Lie to you. We are O positive, so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I am not the universal donor. Oh. I don't know what I am. I don't know my blood type. Thank God Will keeps track of that because I don't, apparently. <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair, the only reason I know mine is because I just saw it one day, and, like, I guess I just remembered it. But, like... But you're in the military. They, like, yeah, make they you know that they stuff. They, like, force that into your brain, because they need that to be, like, a question that you can answer, like, on the spot. Like, right? Like, <laughs> okay, um, my bad. But apparently, I'm, I'm glad I'm not you. Um, oh, negative, I think. I sorry. <laughs> so sorry, guys. Oh, my God. Imagine saying I'm the universal donor, and they're just like, cool, let me have your blood. And oh my god! Like, you're like, oh my god! Wait, no, I'm not. I know we both got like a text from like the blood bank, and they were like, "We need your blood." And I was like, "Wait, I don't even know what kind I am." Yeah, might be. Listen, I mean, you can, you're feel free to check it out, but you know, I don't know. I know for real. I have a fun case for you guys this week. I have Stacy Caster, um, who which which is also I was gonna say AKA, but she's not also known as. It's just that maybe you might know this case as the antifreeze murders is it antifreeze jack or grace yelled at me because i said it really weirdly one time you said like antifreeze <laughs> and i was like what you're like don't say that antifreeze i said we should have gone the whole episode and i should have just corrected you at the end i've <laughs> <laughs> been like hey mag i don't know what you were saying but that was not correct oh it's clicking for me <laughs> antifreeze murders all right, cool. So, I mean, what, let's just get straight into it because, as Grace said before, our lives are not very interesting. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. Uh, but <laughs> I'm not sorry. I like being boring. Sorry, not sorry. One interesting thing is that Jack and I are about to leave for VidCon. So, yes. that's exciting. Um, also, my social battery, though, is about to take a big, big punch to the face. Yeah, if you listen to this podcast, go meet Megan, and you can basically meet the male form of me, which is Jack. Yeah, honestly, so, I really did just marry the male form of Grace, so. Yeah. But hey, that's I what you go, you know, that's what you go for. <laughs> all right, all right, let's, let's, get, let's get to it. Let's do it. I'm excited. I don't know. I like that we don't tell each other, like, anything about our cases, except we'll be like, this is so interesting. Yeah, no, but... because we want, we want each other to be like, what? And all that's that fine. jazz. All right, so, dun, dun, dun. Okay. <laughs> Our story starts on August 22nd, 2005, when Miss Stacy Castor called 911 from Clay, New York. She seemed super distraught. She was just terrified. Like, she was a terrified wife. And she said that her mm-hmm. husband had locked himself in his room and that she was really scared that he was going to hurt himself. So, obviously, you know, the 911 operator sends the police right away. Um, they come in, and they find that, that the door to the bedroom is locked. So, they break it down. Okay. And they find Stacy's husband, David Castor, naked and deceased in his bed in the bedroom. Oh? Yes. And next to him, on the bedside table, they found two, uh, like, glasses, like, cups. Mm-hmm. And in one cup was cranberry juice. Um, it was like half drinking. Uh, the other cup, also half drinking, had girl what juice in it. What did you just say? Did you say drinking? 
What? You better shut your mouth. Shut your mouth right now. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, that was actually really funny. Half drunk. Yeah, you know what? What the heck? Why are we Y'all, I've never used that word in my life. I've never said that before. Thank you so much. We're leaving this in here. What's funny is I know for a fact that you just sat there like, did she just say that? And then I said it again. And you were like, no, no, no. You were like, no, 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 I'm going to talk. I need to say something. I wasn't going to say anything. And then you said it again really confidently. <laughs> yeah, so it was half drinking. That stuff was drank. <laughs> it was drank, bro. Drunk up. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I'm going to okay. say, we're going we're gonna to go back about two lines so that we can <laughs> get this, okay? Now, okay, next, to, next to David Castor on the bedside table, there was two glasses. One had cranberry juice, half drunk. <laughs> and one was full of antifreeze. Dun Ooh. dun dun. I literally wrote dun 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 in my notes because that's the person I am. For real. Well, I'm looking at photos of this. This is wild. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. Okay. Now let's talk about Stacy Stacy Ruth Castor. All right. Miss Stacy Ruth Castor was born Stacy Ruth Daniels because Castor was the name that she was given when she married David Castor. Uh, she was born on July 24th, close to my birthday. Uh, in 1967, not close to my birthday, <laughs> uh, she was born to Jerry Daniels and Judy Eaton. She resided in Clay, New York, and I do believe that she stayed in Clay, New York for pretty much the majority of her life. Mm-hmm. Uh, not much is known about her childhood. I really did try to find a lot, but it was kind of like you said in one of your cases where you were like, I couldn't find much because everything was just fine. Like, the, yeah. what, what I did find was that she got along well with her parents um her mother was a good mother that's the thing you like never find anything unless it's like over the top good or like over the top terrible yeah honestly whenever I find a lot of childhood stuff usually unfortunately it is like abuse and stuff so I I guess in a good it's kind of a good thing that we didn't find too much other than just yeah like her childhood was fine um like I said she got along really well with her parents especially her mother um and her mother, Judy Eaton, said that her daughter, meaning Stacy, uh, was very intelligent and she saw great things in her future. She says Stacy always wanted to be a paralegal or a lawyer, which is awesome because I feel like when I, I feel like when I was a kid, I was like, I'm going to be a butterfly. But like, I mean, you know, 17, but when mm-hmm. I was like a baby child, I was like, I want to be a butterfly when I grow up. Actually, <laughs> no. You know she did say that. No, what was it like a tiger? Yeah, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally did. Um, no, but you know, like when you're young and you're in class and they make and like the teachers like, guys, draw which like draw the job that you want when you grow up. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, there's that. Like sometimes they're like, okay, guys, like with crayons, like draw what you want to be. I drew a trash truck driver. Girl, pop off. Okay. Yeah. For the longest time, I was like, I just think it's so cool how they hang off the edge of the truck. You know what I mean? Why do I feel like you showed me that picture? Because I, I feel like I feel like I did. Like I feel like I definitely like looked back in my in my memories one day, and I was like, Grace, look. knowing your dad, you still have that. Photo, oh, I sure. definitely do because I know he <laughs> thought that I know he thought that was going to be hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh, I think I always wanted to be a vet, but I think it's just because I was eight, and that's like the first thing that came to mind. Honestly, though, but like I could see that for you being a vet with animals no remember when i was i was like, a, like i worked i volunteered at a vet oh, office oh crap yeah dude i remember yeah. that and like i remember I thinking that was like, I was like i'm jealous well no because remember i called you and i was like crying i was like my first week i had to put down a bunch of little baby animals because they were like had this horrible disease i don't even remember now but i left <laughs> i was I like that. no i think i do remember that <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so sad um but also okay back to stacy <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so she wanted to be a paralegal or, or a lawyer. That was, like, her big dream, and she really, like, went for it. Like, she didn't just say it was her dream. She actually showed that that was her dream. Because in high school, Stacy started taking the classes relevant to that dream. Like, she started – I don't really know exactly what those classes are. Definitely like, really stuff, yeah. Yeah, like, she took – this was in high school, though, so I don't know how – Oh, high school. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I don't know how much free law you can really do. But maybe she just took, like, extracurricular stuff. I don't really know. Yeah. Oh. However – there's about to be a little rock in the road. 
Um, she gave it all up when she met Michael Wallace. Oh? Yes. She was 17 when they met. And as Stacy describes it, it was love at first sight. Now, he was six years her senior. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she was 17. That puts him at 22... 23. She but that puts him at 23. Mm-hmm. 23. So 17, 23. It's it's a little, you know, it's a little, it's a little mm, okay. Now she says that Michael is the love of her life. She's okay, I, I'm, I'm gonna quote her. She says, quote, Michael is the love of my life. I knew five okay. minutes after I met him that I was going to marry him. So Okay, Queen. Yeah, I mean, hey, if you know, you know, you know, and I'm not going to be the one to stop you. So, and it turns out that she wasn't wrong because that came true. And her and Michael were married fresh out of high school for her. Okay. Yeah. Um, their marriage really healthy. And Stacy's uh. mother, yeah, like their marriage seemed good. And Stacy's mother even says that she had never seen her so happy. Okay. So. Um, I hate this because it, it never just stays that way. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I'm setting it up. To bring it down. Okay. So right. Stacy and Michael Wallace had two daughters together. Miss Ashley Wallace and Bree Wallace. Now, I couldn't find their birthdays. I really did try. Like, I don't know why I couldn't find the day. But I know that <laughs> Ashley was born in 1987 and Bree was born in 1991. Yeah, okay. So they were about three years apart. Um, and... Yeah. So she was a very good, apparently she was, she was a really good mother. Like Stacy was a great mother. A lot of people told her that she was really well suited for motherhood and she got complimented on it. Stacy says, quote, I knew from the moment Ashley was born, my whole reason for being here was to take care of her. Oh yeah. Like that's, that's adorable. That's really sweet. Like that shows like that's great motherly instincts, you know? I want to say it's sweet, but then I'm, (laughs) (laughs) you're like, I don't know if I should say good things right now. I don't like you. <laughs> so my next my next line here is going to kind of bring it down a bit. Because, Oof. however, like most of the time, we know that whenever something seems perfect from the outside, there's always more below the surface. Yeah. And this case is not any different. Unfortunately, there is quite a bit boiling beneath the surface here. Now, Stacy soon began to complain that Michael drank too much. Um, he dr- he drank, <laughs> he drank and <laughs> sorry, he drank and drove a lot. Oh my gosh! Stop! Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. If you think drinking and driving is cool or okay, I will fight you on the spot. Um, Grace and I will both fight you. You'll have like, it'll be two against one. So you get the award for the biggest loser. That's it. Le- le- legit. It makes me so angry when you have people like think that you know oh yeah like it's almost like people brag about it sometimes i swear and i'm like what are you doing right like you're right. not cool like uh, okay okay <laughs> no legit okay. um yeah so he like i said he drank and drove a lot and he actually did so much that he eventually did some time for it i, I didn't oh, i don't God. know how long but it was it wasn't long but i know that like he did end up doing a little bit of time for it yeah. So, however, after he was released, he settled down a lot more. Um, he can, he actually got a job with an air conditioner manufacturer. I don't really know what you do with that, but cool air conditioning. <laughs> um, and Stacy worked in the billing department of an EMT service. So they both had jobs. He was settled down. He wasn't drinking as much. Definitely wasn't drinking driving anymore. Um, however, like I said, they had two incomes, but there were still a lot of complaints and fights about the fact that they really didn't have much money. And they had two kids at this point. They did. So even though her and Michael worked full, both, they both, yeah, they both worked full-time jobs, uh-huh. they still weren't making much money and it was becoming a serious issue. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, caused a lot of fighting and in 1999, things got even worse. Oof. Michael got sick. He got really sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ashley Wallace, the oldest daughter, she later remembers and says, quote, he was having a hard time walking and he was having a hard time talking and one time, he sat up and he just vomited across the coffee table and laid back down. What? Yeah. He just laid back down, went back to sleep like nothing ever happened. That's like uh, her remembering uh, back. Okay. Yeah, like imagine seeing that. Like your dad's just laying on the laying on the couch. He just sits up, vomits across the coffee table, 
and then just kind of like passes the, the frick back out. Like I, I can't even imagine because that that's got to be absolutely terrifying. How do you not go back, or how do you not go to the doctor? Like I... he, he did, he did. Oh, okay. I was like, um, <laughs> no, he know. just he just stayed there. No, he went to the doctor. So that actually that's perfect timing. So Michael goes to the doctors and he tells them that he felt drunk. Like what he felt like was he was like, I feel like I'm really drunk, but I haven't. I haven't had anything to drink. So mm-hmm. he, he was like, I don't know what's happening, but like, that's how I feel. I feel really drunk and dizzy. Oh, and the, doctor, the doctors were completely stumped because nothing seemed to help and they had no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. So one night in January 2000, Ashley returned home from picking up Bree from school. Okay. Her father was on the couch and Ashley thought he was making funny faces at her. Mm-hmm. She said he raised his arm up and then put it back down at his side, and then it went limp and just sort of like hung off the couch. So like he puts his arm back oh. down and then just goes completely limp. Okay. After that, he was completely unresponsive, and Ashley. Oh my gosh. She ends up calling nine one one, and he he's rushed to the hospital, where he was eventually pronounced dead that day. Holy crap! Ashley was eleven years old at that time. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so she came home when she was 11 years old. She came home from picking up Brie from school. By the way, obviously she wasn't driving. She was like, she like got her at the bus stop. You know what I mean? Like they both rode, they both rode the bus together type thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and she came you- home to basically find her dad, like to watch him die basically, which is terrifying. That's I can't horrible. Yeah. And also just like out of the blue, like you already see him like get sick and you're like panicking and- Oh, I know that actually unfold like wow that's got to be horrible it's got to be awful and talking about it later Ashley said quote I've relived this day over and over again in my head because what if there was something I could have done but like I should have known but I didn't because I was 11 like yeah. <laughs> like girl of course like you're you were 11 like nobody and nobody would have expected you to be able to know what to do you know what i mean but i can't I, like, I, I'm 23 i don't know what to do like yeah, exactly that, exactly that's terrifying i can't even imagine just thinking back and being like was i supposed to do something yeah you know, i can't i don't even know Um, now, Michael Wallace was 38 years old when he died, so he was still young. Um, That's very young, especially, like, an out of the blue. Yeah. Like, so wait, what, when he did go to the doctor, did they say anything? So, when he went to the doctor, they couldn't figure it out at first. When he came back and he passed away, they ended up saying they're calling it a heart attack because that's basically what it showed, was that his heart just stopped. Um, now they wanted to do an autopsy. The doctors wanted to do an autopsy because it was, they were very, they were very confused. He's 38 years old, you know, mm-hmm. but Stacy Castor refused saying uh, red flags. Exactly. Now she, she no. says, quote, when the doctors told me that they believed he died of a heart attack, I believed that. And there was no reason for me to question that. So naturally when she says that, you, 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 I believe I see it as a red flag, but I could also see people being like, she's hurting you know, she is, she's, a, her, her husband just died and she doesn't want to like continue with that. But I yes, want to like your husband's 38. I feel like even if it was a heart attack, I'd be like, okay, I need to know more because if like, I have two children with this man. Is there genetic testing? Like what, like, is there something further? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. I never even thought about that. Like the idea that she's like, I have kids. What if this is some kind of genetic disease? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a really good point, Grace. I didn't think about that. Okay, so he's dead at 38, and this lady really just rolls up and is like, no, I don't want to know more. That's okay. Yeah, she's just chill with she's just chill with that. She's like, um, yeah, it makes sense to me. So all right, girl. All right. So the Wallace family struggled with the death, obviously. Um, especially Ashley and Bree. They lost their father so young. Um, like I said, Ashley was eleven, which would put Bree at like 
eight. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's horrible. So Stacy quietly moved on. And while she quietly moved on, she took the $55,000 life insurance policy. Yeah, of um, course. Of course she did. And a year later, so only a year later, she met David Castor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right. Stacy and David Castor met in 2001, like I said. Um, Michael Wallace died in 2000, um, and they were married by 2003. So two years later, her and David Castor tied the knot. Mm -hmm. Once again, on paper, their marriage seemed as strong as the first, and people said that she was really happy. People were like, yeah, like, they're really cute together, and he does a really good job of, you know, um, helping raise the kids. Stacey Castor says, quote, David was very conscientious, very work-driven. He was support and strength and security to me. So that's good. You know, that's good that she moved on. Um, That's good that she found someone. And it's good that, you know, with her two kids, I'm sure she needed the help, you know. However, their, quote, happy marriage, I was doing little air quotes, happy marriage, didn't last long. Because in 2005, only two years after their marriage, tragedy struck this family again, guys. Oh, my God. On August 22nd, 2005, we're going back to the very first thing I told you. Stacy Castor calls 911 in a panicked frenzy. Oh, no. We know that when the police arrived, they found David Castor naked and deceased in his bed. And we also know that they found a glass of antifreeze on the bedside table. The police called it like they saw it at first. And... Sergeant Michael Norden of the Anandaga, I, if I mispronounce this, y'all, I'm sorry. Anandaga County Sheriff's Office said, it appears to be a simple suicide by antifreeze poisoning. Okay. So, yeah. And especially because, like, I, like Stacy had said, I'm so scared he's going to hurt himself. He's locked himself in his room. I'm terrified he's going to hurt himself. What do we mm-hmm. do? However... Pretty soon, quite a few things started coming up pretty odd. And Mm -hmm. it struck investigators to, you know, become pretty suspicious, which is good. Now, Stacey Castor said that David had become depressed following the death of his father. But his ex-wife, David's ex-wife, claims that he would never kill himself. He's never shown suicidal tendencies. That doesn't make any sense. Like, that's not like David. Mm-hmm. And after a medical examiner concluded that the anti- that it was antifreeze poisoning and ruled it a suicide, detectives remain unconvinced for several reasons. For one, there was no suicide note. And that doesn't necessarily mean that, like, it wasn't a suicide. But mm-hmm. I just, a lot of times people do leave a suicide note, especially if he had a whole family. It just seems like some- something would have been left. You know what I mean? That also just feels like there would be so many more signs, which, like, Honestly, think about how many suicides there are zero signs of, bro, like, whatever. But, like, I don't know. I also just don't feel like antifreeze is really a way for people to do that. 100%. Like, we're actually, that's a really good point because I'm about to get to a really good point here. That kind of includes that. So, there was no suicide note. And also, the investigators thought this was really interesting. David was an avid hunter. He hunted a lot, and he kept yeah. a gun right under his bed. So they kind of questioned. They were like, why would he choose poison as a way to end his life? He's a hunter. I'm not saying that, like, oh, my gosh, he obviously would have used a gun. Like, that's what should have happened. I'm saying, like, they thought that was weird. They were like, antifreeze is a really weird way to kill yourself. That's really not I, – I haven't really thought about. Like, no, that doesn't happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? But- Plus, haven't they said something that, like, women choose more painless yes. methods than men choose more painful methods, for lack of a better term? Like, Yes. It's, like, a known thing. Like, the statistics say women are, like, poison killers and men are, like, weapon killers, basically. Yeah, like, I guess I'm confused about, like, oh. And okay. so they that struck them as pretty odd, too. But once again, it's another thing that's kind of, like, strikes me as odd, but it doesn't prove that he didn't kill himself. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. It also was deemed odd that he left his 300,000 estate to Stacy, um, cutting out his son completely. Uh, he did have a son. His son didn't live with them, though. His son lived with um, the mom. 
because okay. he had his ex-wife they had a son together so mm-hmm. it seemed odd that like he just left everything to stacy and cut out his like his son and his ex-wife completely you know um that was odd to them okay so when stacy also when the police were in the home after stacy called 911 they found a very interesting clue left behind there was a turkey baster in the trash can and on the turkey, oh. <laughs> yeah, like it was just like a turkey base or the trash can, which they thought was odd, I guess. So the police were like, let's take that in. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Now on the turkey baster, they found traces of antifreeze and David Castor's DNA. They also found Stacy Castor's fingerprints on the cup of antifreeze that was on the bedside table, which y- that you can't automatically be like, whoa, because that is one of their cups. You know, like it's possible that she just drank out of the cup one time and her prints are still on it. But the well, not even just that it could also be like, like everybody always says, like you don't know how grief is, and also I've I've never found my significant other dead. So I don't know. She could have touched the cup and, oh, like, yeah. you know, oh gosh, I don't even 100%. know. <laughs> like, she totally could have saw David, like, looked looked at the cup, grabbed it, and been like, "Oh my gosh, what's in this?" You know. Exactly. What I mean? <laughs> so that in itself, these are all like superficial pieces of evidence. You know what I mean? Like, it's nothing mm-hmm. that can like, you know, nail her or nail anyone for that matter. So. Yeah. They just, that's why it's just kind of stuff that they keep saying, like, it's really weird. It's just odd. Mm-hmm. So the odd thing, though, about the fingerprints was that it was, um, the fingerprints were solely on the bottom of the cup. Uh, and Detective Dominic Spinelli says, quote, the fingerprints were in such a way that it was as if someone held the glass from the bottom. Now, hey. that could mean a lot of things. It could. Um, it's a cup. Like, you know, maybe, maybe someone, maybe she just holds the cup a weird way, but like, it was like, it was as if. But that's like uncomfortable. Yeah. It was as if she didn't want to get her prints on the top of the cup. Does that make sense? Like it was. Yeah. But that's that's an uncomfortable way to cup. Hold. Oh my gosh. What? That's an uncomfortable way to cup. That's an uncomfortable (laughs) way to hold a cup. Like, how do you, like, I'm trying to like envision holding a cup just at the bottom or like she could have maybe potentially held it normally gotten like some of her fingerprints on the bottom and then wiped the around like the sides off yeah yeah well so like they kind of thought of all that um and then also like i said a lot of explanations but it could mean one a little more sinister um Mm -hmm. and the idea of like possibly stacy castor held the cup from the bottom while she poured antifreeze down David's throat. That was one of the things that investigators saw. They were like, "What if she poured? What, what if she was holding it from the bottom, like forcing it down her, his throat, kind of thing?" Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. Now, with all of these little weird clues and weird coincidences and things that they found, uh, with all of it put together, investigators became very wary of her story, and they <laughs> knew that they needed to bring her in and question her. So they originally wanted to talk to her ex-husband, Michael Wallace, but obviously they found out that he was dead. So that was (laughs) going to be not possible. Considering he died also from mysterious circumstances, they were once again like, okay, so her ex-husband is is deceased and he died of a heart attack at 38, which... And also it had said, like, mysterious circumstances. We don't really know. So they were like, that's mm-hmm. really weird. Now her next husband, only, like, five years later, is also dead. So this is really weird. Mm-hmm. So, um... That's also just, like, a really quick... If you really think about it, they were married for two years. They met a year after her husband's death. So they've been together for, like, what, three, four years? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's... Oh? <laughs> exactly. And so Michael Wallace... And David Castor, by the way, were buried right next to each other. So, wait, why? <laughs> yeah, they were buried next to each other. Oh, and I- the uh, <laughs> detective um, Dominic Spinelli thought that that was super weird. And once again, when he read up that Michael Wallace died of like, really weird circumstances, he was like, "That's it. I'm exhuming the body." Yeah, so in September 2007, Detective Dominic Spinelli decided to exhume the body of Michael Wallace. I'm the, glad. 
Like exactly. Us. <laughs> yes. Now the exhumation or exhumation, I don't know how to say it, um, was carried out in secret. And Stacy's comings and goings were covertly monitored to ensure that she knew nothing about it. So they, they had people like, watching her, making sure that she didn't figure it out. I mean, yeah, girl, you didn't want to know anything about your husband's death. <laughs> exactly. So okay. he remembers back, this is Spinelli, he remembers back saying, quote, the last thing I want to do is disturb someone that's at peace, especially if nothing <laughs> showed up in his system. Okay, but him taking the chance, but Spinelli took the chance and he exhumed the body and it paid off because guess what they found in his system? Antifreeze? Yes, they found antifreeze poisoning. So now uh, ethylene ethylene glycol toxicity is the official term for antifreeze poisoning. I guarantee you I didn't say that right at all, but that's okay. Um, Now antifreeze poisoning leaves telltale crystals in the body. Uh, this mm-hmm. is explained by medical examiner Dr. Catherine Maloney. And Wallace's body would need to be exhumed to see whether or not the incriminating crystals were present. And they were! They were present! So now, let's remember back to when I said that Michael had felt, he said that he felt drunk and hadn't mm-hmm. drank anything, which did, this stumped the doctors completely. Yeah. District Attorney Bill Fitzpatrick says that a classic symptom of antifreeze poisoning is feeling like you're drunk. Yeah, okay. So that that completely explained that. Like he Wait, what year was this again? Um 2007 was when they exhumed the body. Okay, so like also yeah, okay. Like <laughs> antifreeze used to smell sweet. And oh. like I don't know if it actually tasted sweet. I just remember my dad saying that they actually ended up having to change the recipe because animals would drink it <gasps> and they would die cuz it smell sweet interesting so they actually to put something in it to make it like bitter so so that no one would want to like drink it yeah so that's also like another interesting thing i guess that's like in minds of the investigators slash like her it could have been like oh well an easy way to get rid of somebody because it's it comes off as edible yeah okay so okay so I don't know. It doesn't say anything in here about, like, the idea of that. I think, well, I mean, you'll kind of see later, like, what happens. But mm-hmm. anyway, so they just exhumed Michael Wallace's body. And they found the crystals in his body that are present, which means that he had he had antifreeze in the system. That's how he died. Mm-hmm. So at this point, investigators started to get an idea of what possibly happened. Now, maybe none of these deaths were an accident right that's what they're starting to think they're like yeah i'm pretty sure these deaths were not accidents and suicides so no yeah i'm <laughs> they're like they're like you know i i have a tingling feeling yeah and two with the same person like oh yeah the same family exactly so finally the investigators decide to ask stacy some questions and they bring her in finally now, when they brought her in, they didn't get much out of her. However, um, another detective on the case named Valerie Brogan, she quotes saying, she seemed nervous. She was pacing and she just was surprised that we were there. Yeah, because she did it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so Stacy was acting literally as sus as you can act, being like, whoa, um, why are you here? Oh my gosh. Like, this is so weird. I don't Love have time that. for you. Like, okay, Stacy, girl, girlfriend, what are you doing? Um... Now, they asked Castor quite a few questions, and then Detective Spinelli asked what seemed like a harmless question. He asked, he said, he said, out of the two glasses on David's bedside table, which glass did you pour the cranberry juice in? And okay. that seems like a pretty normal question. Easy, Easy yeah. question, okay. you know what I mean? However, apparently this, this tripped her up a bit. This tripped up Stacy because she responded with, quote, well... When I poured the antifreeze, I mean <gasps> cranberry juice. Straight to jail. Straight to jail. I'm sorry. No, no, listen, 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 listen. There's more to this, okay? She literally says, when I poured the antifreeze, I mean cranberry juice. Girl, okay. So yeah. she she straight up slips up. She Who said she please? says antifree. She said antifree. I mean cranberry juice. Now after this, she 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 knows that she messed up, so she stops the interview immediately. 
and actually accuses the detectives of trying to frame her. Now, unfortunately, I know it seems like that is what they need, but it's not because they don't, that's still not enough to arrest her considering oh, maybe, she, sure. maybe she just slipped up, you know, and because they were talking about antifree, whatever, doesn't matter. But of course, the detectives were like, um, got him. Yeah. So I would be like that too. So naturally they're like, okay, we can't, we can't, we can't get her yet, but she's there. Like we know girlfriend. That's insane. Exactly. So even though the investigators were almost positive that they were close to an arrest, Stacy still tried one more horrific move to clear her name. Oh my God. No. Yes. So a few days after this, uh, Miss Ashley Wallace, which is the oldest of Stacy and Michael, um, was called and she was told that her, her father, Michael Wallace, had, had been poisoned and it was not a, a heart attack. So imagine being Ashley and getting this information like, we just want to let you know that your father was murdered and so was David. And oh. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, obviously <laughs> Ashley is like, wait, I'm sorry. What did How you do? process? Yeah, I need to, I'm, so also, uh, by the way, I would like to say Ashley is away in college right now. Um, <laughs> so she is not even home. So she doesn't oh my like- God. Yeah, so she's getting this information, and it's just, like, that's, that's horrifying, and that's scary, and that's really sad. And so she calls her mother, and she's like, um, you know, she's, she's devastated, and she calls her mom for comfort. And she's like, Mom, you know, I'm, I'm really upset. Like, I, I kind of want to be home, I think. So uh, Stacy, her mom, is like, yep, you know, why don't you come on home? Her college isn't far, I'm pretty sure, like was like a college close to home because she just drives on home and her mom is like why don't we have a drink together and just kind of like talk and you know just be together mom and daughter time you know what I mean mm-hmm. oh my gut feeling say no girl <laughs> say no and Ashley Lushy she's quoted saying she, she said I was like, cool, you know, what kind of teenager wouldn't think that was awesome? Your parents just gave you permission to drink. Like, sweet. I love my mom. So her mom makes her drink and they, they talk, they drink. It was a fine night. Um, And shortly after Ashley realizes that she feels super tired. So she goes to bed. um, She wakes up. Everything's fine. She goes to sleep, whatever. So the next night, her and her mom decide that they're going to have, they're, they're going to drink again and just kind of have their like mother daughter time again. So everything seemed fine. Mm-hmm. And she makes her, her mom makes her another drink the next night. Um, but this time Ashley complains that it just, it doesn't taste right. And she's oh. like, yeah, this is just weird. And I don't really know. And Stacy, no. her mother, Stacy says, I don't know exactly what it was, but it was something along the lines of like, it's alcohol. It's not supposed to taste very good. So, and then she says, let me get you a straw. She says, just put the straw to the back of your mouth and chug it like that. Um, I, um, okay. <laughs> no, literally that's all you had to say is just, um, what? My mom said that be like, no. Dude, my mom, would, no. my mom would never. She'd be like, okay, like, first of all, don't drink in my house if you're underage. And second of all, I just, I can't, I don't even know. Imagine your mom being like, oh my God, it's not supposed to taste good. I'll just get you a straw, put it to the back of your throat and just chug. Like, what? I, yeah, like, how do you just, oh my, mm, okay. No, literally, like, what is happening right now? That's not, this is not good. This is not what you want to happen. So, Ashley, though, she, she's, you know, I don't don't know how old she was. I think she was, like, 19, maybe. She did as she Mm -hmm. was told. Like, she was like, okay, like, my mom says, put the straw to the back of my throat. I'll do that. So she does. And she drinks the whole thing. And her and her mom's talking and drinking, having a fine time. But once again, Ashley's like, okay, I'm feeling super tired. And I just don't really feel too good. So she goes to lie down. Um, so does so does Stacy. And the next morning, um, Ashley's sister Bree. This is the mm-hmm. morning of September fourteenth, two thousand and seven. Okay. Ashley didn't wake up when her sister Bree tr- tried to wake her. Oh my god! Yeah. So her sister is like coming in just to because her sister does live at home, just to come in. Okay. And- 
get her and she doesn't wake up. She was completely unresponsive. Mm. So an ambulance was called and Ashley was immediately rushed to the hospital. Yeah. So imagine like Ashley is just kind of like she goes to sleep that night and she doesn't like know anything that's happening. And the next thing that Ashley remembers is she wakes up and she has no idea where she is. And she's super disoriented. She's super confused because she realizes that she's in the hospital. And she looks up and she sees Wait, nurses okay, on so one side. What'd you say? She's okay. Like, she's alive. She is, she is alive. She's alive. Oh, my gosh. She wakes up and she realizes she has no idea where she is. She's in the hospital. And she has a nurse on one side. And on the other side, she realizes that there's a detective sitting right what there. What the heck? So, I mean, can you even imagine just, like, Wait, what is happening right now? I'm so confused. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So what she hears next is probably the most traumatic thing that would ever happen, I feel like, because I I just don't even know what my brain would do. Uh-huh. So the, the, the detective explains that they had found a written suicide note confessing what yes confessing to the murders of michael wallace her father and david castor they said yes they found this note on her bedside table along with an empty bottle of vodka and pills what the frick i know i know so ashley is basically saying exactly what you said and she's like yeah no didn't write that didn't drink that um what is happening right now she's, oh my gosh she's extreme she's terrified and she's telling she's like like immediately starts telling them like this is not me i don't know i don't know i didn't do this i didn't do this now um stacy did not poison her by the way with antifree okay that did not happen she had put pills in her drink. So it was not antifree. That what is happened. wrong with this woman? Yeah. Like, so, what end goal here, girl? Yeah. Like, no. I, you don't want to be a mom now? You don't want to be a wife? Stop getting married. Literally. Just tell your kids you never want to talk to them again. Literally. Like, there were, I feel like there were a lot of options that didn't include murder in this scenario. There were and, all the options. Yeah. And every other option. The wrong one. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So. Okay. The suicide note rambled on for about 750 words, and there was no What? It was literally, it was a, yeah. An essay. She wrote wrote, an essay. She wrote an essay that didn't have, it was one single sentence. There was no punctuation. Ma'am, you're crazy. Yeah. Apparently. Oh my gosh. the suicide note said things like, quote, no one was ever supposed to know, but now they do, and they think that you did it, but you didn't. It was me. And this was referring to, like, Ashley saying that it was people thinking it was her mother, but it wasn't. Like, okay. because it was written by, like, from Ashley, quote, it, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't. It was her being like, people think you did it, mom, <laughs> but it was me. Like, okay. So, that's At that point, if you, if that was actually true, why would she try to kill herself? She'd just be like, all right, you can go to jail for it. See exactly, ya. exactly. So, however... This is my favorite part. There is one Whoa. thing in the note that stood out to detectives. And they were like, this is, this is interesting. This is really weird. There's one thing in this suicide note that just I can't stop thinking about. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's my favorite thing because it's the dumbest thing that reveals everything. So in the note, when it explains how Michael and David were poisoned, she says... I poisoned them with antifree. And every time it mentions it in the note, it says antifree. Oh, like she spelled it wrong? We're gonna, no, let's go back to when Stacy slips up. Okay? In the, uh, in the interview. She says, remember when I poured, or sorry, she says, when I poured the antifree, I mean cranberry juice. Okay. So Stacy actually thinks it's called antifree. She didn't slip up there. Like she didn't like she didn't cut herself off. She thinks it's called antifree. Girl, it says it on the package. You clearly <laughs> bought it. <laughs> so she wrote multiple times like, you know, in the in the suicide note saying like I poisoned them with antifree. 
Okay, so you're just dumb. Yeah, so the detectives are like, wait a second. This is exactly what Stacy said. She said, when I poured the antifree, I mean cranberry juice. So this is looking pretty, pretty incriminating. So they bring her in again. They basically bring her in again and with everything against her now, especially with like Ashley being like, yeah, that wasn't me. This is insane. Yeah, LOL. (laughs) And especially with her being like, yeah, my mom made me two drinks. They were like, yeah, we got them. So Stacy was arrested that same day, which was, I believe it was September 14th, 2007. She was arrested that same day. Thank God. Yeah. And they had, now the prosecutors had plenty of evidence against her. They had, they had Castor's fingerprints on the glass of antifreeze in David Castor's bedroom, the turkey baster with traces of antifreeze in the trash can, and Mm -hmm. proof that she had written various drafts of Ashley's suicide note on her home computer. What? Okay. (laughs) You're so dumb. Like, I just, okay. Like, ma'am, you're such an idiot. What are you doing? Thank you, murderers, for being the dumbest people alive i appreciate it literally like what are you what are you doing girlfriend anyway so (laughs) it just makes me laugh i know i'm thinking about her typing this up i know still not putting a single like punctuation in it and then just like leaving all the drafts on the computer like yo i'm good um (laughs) yeah and they also and also both of her husbands poisoning so this was a huge like they were like yeah it's definitely her we have a lot of evidence against her i think we're yeah. gonna make a pretty good a pretty good case so stacy castor went to trial on january 13th 2009 for the okay. murder of her second husband david and the attempted murder of her daughter ashley as well as falsifying her husband's will now i don't know why but i don't think that they could get murder for michael i think it was because huh they found um, they found a lot of evidence with David, like they found a lot of evidence, but they didn't. All they had with Michael was just that, like he also had antifreeze poisoning in him. Huh. Okay. And so they they wouldn't. I don't know if they would. Might have been like a, a plea deal or like a legal That's matter. True. It could have been a plea deal. It could have been a plea deal. Um, but I do know that like when she went to trial, it was for this the murder of her second husband and then the attempted murder of her daughter and falsifying yeah. her husband's will. So because we've that- seen cases before where like they won't charge them for like X amount of other murders because they're like, okay, there's no reason to drag the family back through that. Like she's going to jail forever anyway. Yeah. So maybe it was that. But that still sucks because like you want justice for that family too. Yeah. I'm gonna actually let's look it up right now. So I looked it up and I still can't really find why other than just they didn't have enough evidence to be able to charge her for Michael. And they were worried that if they charged her for both, that she might not get it because of the fact that they had a lot of evidence for David and a lot of and a lot of evidence for the attempted murder of Ashley, but they didn't have enough for Michael. So she's still like she's suspected of killing Michael, but it's not technically proven. But I mean, (laughs) she did it. So, on February 5th, 2009, she was found guilty on all three counts of, for one, murdering, first-degree murder of her second husband, David, and the attempt yeah. of murder of Ashley, and falsifying the will of David. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. You're not getting anything. Exactly. Oh. Now, Ashley and Bree, her two daughters, they testified at Stacy's trial, where Stacy was convicted of murder and attempted murder. And Ashley says, quote, I hope somebody hurts her in the way that she hurt me. I hope that she never gets to have her freedom again. For some reason, God kept me on this planet. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm sure I'll find out. I think part of it was to bring justice to David, my dad, and myself. I never knew hate. I I never knew what hate was until now. As horrible as it makes me feel, this is goodbye, mom. As hard as you tried, I survived. I think that that is like, like that just like gives me goosebumps. That's a lot. That's like intense. That's really intense. Holy crap. I know. I mean, for real, girl, way to see like the good in that because that's like, mm, 
I know. Like, I don't even know how I would, how I'd be able to like form words. So I, I love, I kind of, I love that she was like, I have a lot to say to you. So this is what I'm going to say. And this is it. Like, this is all I'm going to say. Goodbye. You know? Yeah. Um, now she was sentenced to 54 years. Stacey Castor was sentenced to 54 years in mm-hmm. Anon- Anondaga County prison. I th- okay. Um, or actually, I don't know which prison she was in, but I think it was that one. Anyway, but the county judge, Joseph Fahey, said, quote, In my 34 years in the criminal justice system as a lawyer and a judge, I have seen serial killers, contract killers, killers of every variety and stripe. But I have to say, Miss Castor, you are in a class all by yourself. Oh my gosh. I know. But I, I love when the judge comes out with those, like, you're like, yes, get Bro. it. I love that. They mic drop every time. Like, I know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they I really hear you. Do. They mic drop and they leave everyone just like, oh. oh. But like, I'm sorry. How dare you get up here? Like, oh, I love my kids. I love my husband. Okay. Well, you killed both of them and then you tried to kill one of your children. Bro. So I'm not getting any type of love or like sanity from you, TBH. <laughs> I mean, I love that. Grace as a fucking, Grace as a judge. Yeah, I'm not really getting sanity from you. I'm getting so. icky vibes from over here. <laughs> a mic drop from Grace. I'm getting icky vibes. I think be You're giving me the ick. I don't like it. <laughs> I love that. This lady sucks. Like, I can't even. Okay, how do you, like, me just trying to process? Like, oh, Megan and I are such advocates for mental health. But, like, how do you approach a therapist to be like, hey, yeah, uh, yeah, my mom tried to kill me and, like, also killed my dad and my stepdad literally I, but I, i'm good <laughs> oh. i would i would i would i yeah i can't even the amount the amount of like the amount of trauma this family went through you know literally I, and terrible. still are probably processing and going through 100 percent. so even after the trial caster's mother judy mm-hmm. eaton still believes that actually wallace is the true killer Judy. Yeah, Judy, no. Judy. Judy says, just quote, the- Ashley had ample time and and ample <laughs> opportunity. But let's just, Ashley Wallace was 11 when her father died, bro. Judy. Yeah. Judy, come on. I know. Like, I know. okay, your granddaughter's lives just got ruined by the death of their father and their stepfather. And now they're also losing their mother. And your, your whole, I don't even know what you're on or thinking about, but you're also then going to make them lose a grandparent? Le- yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> like, no, like, okay. come on. I just, this I This is can't. also a very straightforward case. I'm sorry. No, like, I'm literally, I'm like, where did, what? Excuse me? Now, Stacy Castor, I always hated this, but like, I feel like everyone does it. Stacy Castor maintained her innocence throughout Ugh. everything. Quotes, she said, she says, quote, I did not kill what Michael Wallace, I did not kill David Castor, and I did not try to kill my daughter, period. And I will never say that I did ever, unquote. So, okay. nobody cares. <laughs> literally, nobody cares. Just shut up, dude, and just admit it. Now, Stacy died without ever admitting to killing either of her husbands or, or attempting to kill her daughter. Ooh. In 2016, she had a heart attack in jail, which is kind of ironic because going back to Michael Wallace, that's what he was originally. Yeah, that's his cause of death. Yeah, that was his original cause of death. Caster never saw either of her daughters ever again. Which yeah, I would never see her again. Yeah, I would. I would never ever. I just changed my last name. Well, I guess I wouldn't have because that's your dad's name. I guess it's not her maiden name. Yeah. True. Now, Ashley says, and this is kind of, I'm going to kind of end with like a quote from Ashley. She says, talking about Stacy, quote, she was my best friend. She was. And then she took that all away. I would have done anything for her, but she decided she wanted to kill me instead, which I thought was really sad. Now, I did, I, I tried to find what I could about them, um, but I do, I did find that Ashley and Bree are both doing really well with their husband and their family. They both have children. Um, and they, they seem to be living the best life that they can after obviously having been through that trauma as a kid. But I do believe that they're carrying themselves very well. So I'm, I was really glad to see that. Yeah, I mean, and that's all we need to know. Like, as long as they're happy, like, they don't need to keep having this stuff brought up. Because even without other people prying to them, like, 
they are never forgetting this ever <laughs> exactly like that's that's never gonna leave their their brains yeah i mean oh my gosh that was wild isn't it isn't it crazy it's like cases like this where i think about like how do you move on like how do you as ashley be like yeah i just can never trust like getting a drink from my husband or like anyone else ever literally like oh literally i don't i can't i can't even imagine and judy too screw that lady I know, I know. And I know it's because it's like, she's like, my daughter, I just can't believe. But, like, don't ever say that, like, yeah, it was my granddaughter. I believe she's guilty. Like, no. But, like, that's my thing. Like, girl, all the evidence points to your daughter. And at that point, wouldn't you want to make sure your grandchildren are beyond loved and taken care of? Yes, exactly. I, I completely agree with you about that. Completely. Like, Wow. That's just, oh my gosh, that's just so upsetting. Like, wow, what a wild case. Isn't it? This lady's I, a dummy. I remember I heard this a while ago um, from, like, another podcast, and I was like, that's so... I, Jack actually listened to that one with me because he was into it, too. And I was like, oh my gosh. Also, that's guys, cool. if you are super interested in this, they Lifetime, I believe, recently made a movie. Oh my gosh, stop. Yeah, and I, I believe it stars the girl from... Um, uh, from my big fat Greek wedding. Oh my gosh! Stop. Come over. We have to watch it together. Yes, and the the Lifetime movie is called Poisoned Love: The Stacy Caster Story. So yeah, Neo Neo Vardalos stars as as Stacy Caster. So I think that could be pretty good. I have to watch it. That's insane. Thank you, Lifetime, for making all these insane documentaries. Well, I recently <laughs> watched um, the girl in the basement. Oh my gosh. Holy crap, bro. That's a whole different conversation. That is a whole that's a whole different that's a whole ass episode right there. I know. I want to try to do the um the toy box killer. Yeah. Somebody mentioned that it's not already on my list because uh I heard that podcast and then couldn't a podcast about that case and then I couldn't get away from it in a good and bad way. It was terrifying, but also yeah. <laughs> Bro, that no, I I listened to the Toy Box Killer and I was like, holy crap! Oh yeah, so we got some fun ones coming up. We'll find some cool stuff. Yeah, but also, guys, Grace and I are doing a photo shoot soon. Oh, yes, we're so excited, and we're gonna show you guys a bunch of new stuff coming up. So that'll be really awesome. Just some pictures and yeah, stuff. Because when you turn 23 and 24, you just never, ever take photos together. And, yeah. Bro, I noticed recently, <laughs> like, I just, I literally, like, I never pick up my phone and just, like, take pictures anymore. Right? Because I feel like, I don't know. Recently, we've both been trying to do this thing where we try to, like, get off of our phones when we're together. Because we live far apart now. Yeah. Right. Thanks a lot, Jack. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I'm not true. better about it. <laughs> so cool. But yeah, okay. Well, anyway, guys, <laughs> cool stuff coming up. Um, feel free to send us an email, some suggested cases at that's so criminal at gmail.com. Send us a little Instagram DM, cute little message, whatever, a little meme at at that's so criminal. And then listen to this anywhere, share it. We'd love to see how you guys listen to our podcast. It makes us smile we love it yes yes also guys let us know um how like how you like the long distance i mean like unfortunately it's gonna have to be this way a little bit we be long distance i know it sounds i know it i know it probably sounds a little more like you know it is like we are long distance but i don't think it's too bad also there will be some where we're not like naturally there's just yeah. times where we're near each other but for now we're trying we're to better. get better we also like the once again guys we are literally just using our phones like we don't have any good quality crap. <laughs> we don't have good quality crap right now. For real. <laughs> We're making it work because we love all of our true crime addicts. Yes. Yes. Y'all. Yep. <laughs> all right, guys. Stay safe. Stay not murder. <laughs> yes. I love that so much. Um, and we hope you guys have a great, a great day. We hope it's even better after you listen to our voices. Yes. But bye. Bye.